Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow! I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? This is another one of them episodes that we're trying to record on video and going to put on YouTube. And if you want to go to the YouTube, you'll have seen me throw what I can only describe as some um, shapes when I did Pow Pow Pow. So that's a bit of bonus stuff for you there. Mm. Uh, across our YouTube channel, subscribe, etc., etc., and and watch that play out in real time. Um, it's Friday morning episode. I'm doing it on Friday morning for once. Normally do it in advance, but for various reasons, we're not. So there you go. Um, it's quite nice to do it on a Friday morning because we've all got those Friday vibes about us. Usually we yeah, have. you've got the sun shining down there, shining, streaming into the Vita Modular. That's nice. We've got rain up here. I've been out running in the park this morning in Richmond Park up on the hill and it couldn't have looked more autumnal with that blaze of autumn sunshine coming through all the brown leaves. Oh. But it, and it was like... When the run started, there was almost like a, a hint of like you know steam coming from my mouth. Nice. But by the end, it was getting like quite warm, and I was like, "What a perfect!" And I've started to run without my headphones in, yeah. Um, because yeah, just to sort of like drink it in a bit more. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, especially yeah. when you're somewhere beautiful, like listen to the birds and stuff, and it really helps. Um, so, uh, you know, it's getting a bit too warm now. But one thing I noticed when I was in the park this morning was the squirrels are very bold. They're, they they ju- they were jumping around. They were, I, I came across three or four of them, and they were almost – it was in a very quiet spot, and I didn't think they expected a human to see them. And it was like they were having a fucking disco. Like, literally, Brilliant. they were hopping and jumping around more like rabbits than squirrels. Can I just, can I, I just stop you there? I'm, I'm going to yeah. announce now I'm going to name this episode Squirrel Disco. Yeah. You all right with that? And, yeah, that's fine. I um, but I did think of something. I thought I'll run this by Andy later because I thought I'm sure squirrels weren't this bold before. Same with foxes, which we've talked about. Same with seagulls, mate. Yeah, they've all become more bold. And do you know what? Yeah. I was thinking, when did they start to become more bold, and why? And then I worked it out. It's the financial crisis, two thousand and eight. Oh, I thought you were going to say lockdown. No, no, it was long before that. It all started. I barely had seen a fox in London. 2008, the financial crash, suddenly foxes are everywhere, not just at night, sometimes in the daytime, wandering around like they own the place. Mm. Squirrels, quite secretive animals traditionally, not anymore, constantly out performing. Um, Mm. Seagulls nicking things from supermarkets, nicking everyone's chips. In 2008, capitalism showed the first signs that it was collapsing and with it yeah. and, 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 and with it human civilization mm. right the nature and these animals they they observed that and they were right they've had it all their way since the industrial revolution the humans right 
and they've been smug and they've been complacent and they think they've had it made, right? They think that they have conquered nature with their machines and their money, right? But then there was the subprime mortgage crisis, wasn't there, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, everything went tits up. Thank God Gordon Brown saved us from complete collapse, but the writing was on the wall. And to be honest, the human race has been stumbling ever since that point. Think of it. 2008, things were still right. Ever since that happened, we've been stumbling from one crisis to another. You know, society, the economy, everything's been in a downward trajectory. The animals can see that. And so they're bolder. They're more confident. They can see that we, the humans, are vulnerable. They suspect we're on our way out. They think it'll take us. Either complete, yeah. They're they're ripe. They're ripe for the taking. That's what they're saying. Mm. At the moment, there are no signs that these different sectors, the squirrels, the seagulls, and the foxes, are prepared to work together. And that's crucial because the moment at which they say, do you know what? If we teamed up, we'd be unstoppable. We're fucked. At the moment, they're all doing their own thing. And that's the reason we're still still here. They're going to be looking at lockdown that I mentioned, and they'll be looking at the, the, uh, the trend for home working and all mm, the empty offices, yeah, yeah. they're going to be thinking we can be in those empty offices and tower yeah. blocks in central London. We can be mm. in there scurrying about, mm. doing whatever we want, building little dens underneath desks that aren't Scuttling being used anymore. through the ventilation systems. In and out the aircon, yeah. Yeah. And who wouldn't? I would. I fucking would I'm in a, a squirrel. Flash. I've thought about it. I mean, as podcasters, full-time podcasters, I would say full-time that we're, half, we're halfway between um humans and, and wild and wildlife yeah so we're we're like we're, we're on the cusp, cusp. and yeah. that's why i feel like like when i run in in the woods and i see the i sort of think it's okay my furry little friends i am i'm, I'm only I am half you. human yeah, yeah i'm i'm full-time because I'm i am not only, i am yeah i am almost manimal yeah, exactly. So I'm like, well, me, the, the likes of me and you and all the other podcasters out there, whether that be Peter Crouch mm. or um, Fern Cotton from oh, Ed the, Gamble, Ed Gamble, all these people, right? We've got a decision to make. Whose side do we pick? A side, motherfucker, as they say. Do we have to? Yeah, we have. Well, at some point, I'm not saying you have to right now. Oh, but okay, it's something right. worth like ruminating over for a while. Hmm. And when you describe what it could be like taking over the empty office blocks in the centre of town, I'm thinking, I wouldn't mind being on that side mm. because I've I've been looking at those myself. On the rare occasion I have to venture into the centre of London these days, I do have a look and I think, I wonder what's going on in there. Wouldn't it be nice to set up a nest, a, a man I, nest? It would have to be a nest if we're going to do pods in there as well because those mm. empty cavernous open plan offices aren't going to be very good for doing the, podcasts. Terrible acoustics, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know if anyone follows on Twitter, but I posted a picture of my studio, my pod. I saw that. I, was, I loved. I loved it. Yeah. Um, for everyone to have a bit of a, it's a little bit like that moment in The Wizard of Oz when the curtain goes back and everyone realizes that it's actually just uh, a shambolic operation that's that's been run. But yeah, but that's that's the ideal, and what they've got in them big cavernous offices, too big. We'd need, like you say, make a nest, make pod nests. We could mm. get one floor of an office and get all the big podcasts in there. Yeah. Little nests dotted all over. All live live together 
mm-hmm. um, and maybe Come just ex- exchange services. And yes. Just and and maybe I don't know what you think about this. Just floating it. Do you imagine seeing it being the sort of thing where we're all allowed to take several wives? I was just going to come to that. I hope so. Yes. Right. Okay. Good. I yeah. thought you'd come into that. Um, I, I I I get first dabs on the, the was it the the scummy mummies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you marry um, both of them. Yeah. Why not? They seem um, like nice lady, nice enough ladies, don't they? Yeah, well, self-proclaimed scummy, you know, yeah, there's an edge to suits, it. Suits us, yeah. Getting on to that, that kind of talk and territory, there's a big documentary on Saturday night on Channel 4, Dispatches. Oh, yeah, you texted me about this. I saw that this and morning. It, they haven't announced exactly what the subject's going to be, but it's, it purports to be about um, various people in uh, comedy, um, or maybe just one person. Is that what the word is on Twitter? Uh, yeah, it seems to be. It's 95 minutes long, and the word seems to be there's more than one uh, expose going to happen. And it's it's going out at ten at 11, I think, or 10 to 10, just before the Sunday papers drop. So oh, it could okay. be massive. It could just be one of them things that's a bit, you know, tittle-tattly and is full of stuff that seems a bit shocking but kind of isn't really... Or, you know, one or two people might get completely blown out of the water. I don't know. I'm just texting now. I forgot we're on video, so people will think, look, there's Sam texting. But I'm texting some uh, some in the nose, some, I- some Fleet, Fleet Street ITKs to see yeah. what comes back. Yeah. So if I can get breaking news while we're recording, that would be yeah. great. But, but obviously, you never know. Don't I won't name names. names. I'll, I'll drop some big clues. I'll drop obviously, some big clues. Monday's episode will be like, oh, yeah, well, we knew that. Yes. Yeah. It's important for us to feel as if we knew first. That's and we've we've known all those stories as well for many years. There's a couple of yeah. I mean, there's a couple of. Uh, well, the source is replying. You know, when you can see it says type. Oh, already brilliant. Mm. Uh, I've, I've had a what a, a name from a source within the television industry. Yeah, um, I mean that name you gave me is like certainly lots of uh, yeah. That's been that's been going mm. around. For a long well time, uh, well I, my sources are, and there's and there's another there's another couple of very famous people um, who it's like an open secret about, and I guess mm. you know legally they've had things tied up for a number of years, in some cases over a decade, but in the end, if you keep if there if there's if someone's been dogged enough to keep going in spite mm. of all the various injunctions and whatnot. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, you'll. Uh, and in the end, he just said that. And in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. Like said. Yeah, that's or true. Or make and take. I can't remember which one it is, but I mean, you know, that 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 says it all, really. I think. Mm. Um, I've got the snooker on in the background, Sam. It's it's the one one of the very few tournaments of the year that begins at seven in the morning. Every Where day is it? From Where's China, it the Shanghai oh. Masters. Oh, it's got a and ring to it, hasn't it? There's something really special about 7 a.m. snooker. I was yeah. in bed this morning watching it from my bed. And uh, it's Ronnie O'Sullivan versus Mark Selby. 4-4. It'll go on right through till this afternoon. And I've cleared my diary. Let's just say that. I've got the, some light admin like, to do. It's like foreign world cups, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Unusually timed sport, brilliant. You know, like in um, 
the Japan and Korea World Cup, there were kickoffs at like seven, weren't there? Seven in the morning. In- England, yeah, maybe about sure eleven. England played oh. Brazil. Mm. England played Brazil. No, it was earlier. I'm sure. Oh, was it like eight or something? Wasn't it? Because yeah, the were open. England played Brazil yeah. in the quarterfinal, and I I had a job, I think, but I I you know like I just was like obviously I won't be coming in. Do you know what I mean? Of course, um, yeah. But th- those were the days. I'm not sure that would work now. But in that back in those days, you're like, oh, obviously I'm not coming in. It's the football. I don't. Oh well, we we need you. I don't. Well, I don't care about that. It's the World Cup. Mm. I can't imagine being. I mean, yeah. I mean, in those days when you're younger, you just go, it's the World Cup, and you expect almost bosses and colleagues to understand that that trumps <laughs> everything else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's the World Cup. Yeah. Don't be a silly cunt. I'm, I'm not coming in. <laughs> Everything's shutting down, isn't it? I, I had this little flat on Westbourne Grove in London, and I go to my mates, come over. I'm going to lay on a massive fucking breakfast. And it was, and I did. I did a huge fry-up and loads of fucking beer. Uh, we even had a bottle of champagne ready for should England win, which they didn't, but we drank anyway. final. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, against Brazil. And, but, like... Um, yeah, I mean, we were just paralytic drunk. There was no going into work after that. It's like the weird yeah. feeling of being like, it's 10 o'clock and you're that's, already uh, fucking hammered. That, like you're, you're in that, your own flat and you're all over the place. Yeah. So, I mean, the only what days do you do the rest like of the day? What do you do? You just have to go to sleep. It's horrible. And then you yeah. wake up feeling hungover at like lunchtime. And then start drinking again? I, I don't know. Yeah. It's sort of like, kind of christmas day vibes christmas day used to be like that for me but even then not that early i mean i wouldn't be absolutely hammered by 10 a.m mm. because you wouldn't even be up that early because you'd have been pissed up on christmas eve so yeah early world cup drinking is the most dangerous drinking there is and that's yeah. why i would always hope that they wouldn't make the mistake of giving the world cup to somewhere so far flung ever again yeah, yeah. Well, it happens when you get the Olympics in Australia or the Commonwealth Games, places like that, and the the coverage is on through the night, but then it goes on through into the yeah, and uh, it's the same hours. thing. You go, oh, hang on, six a.m. International Olympic badminton, right? Get the yeah. fucking beers in. I'm going to get. get the lads I'm going to get. I'm going to call all my mates. We're going to get them round. We're going to get a load of gack, and we're going to get some prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'd do. You know, I remember uh, what Olympics are we talking about here? Maybe the Atlanta, the Seoul. I can't remember. Get a load of prostitutes, all different types, um, different specialisms, loads of coats. <laughs> different disciplines. Different disciplines, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you'd just take it from there and you'd all watch the badminton and you'd be shouting and singing and sometimes I'd turn the music down at the badminton, but I'd have loud, like, house music blaring in the background whilst we watched the badminton. And you'd never yeah. take your eyes off the badminton, but you'd be drinking, doing drugs. You'd be doing sexual acts with prosers, mm. all of that stuff. But that that's the Olympics, isn't it? That was what the Olympics yeah. was like in the 90s. Yeah, like the Wolf of Wall Street, pretty much. <laughs> it was, yeah. They should make a film about it. <laughs> but getting back to prostitutes... Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that this documentary that's going to be on th- there was someone's posted a thing on twitter which is from um the digital spy forum 
mm. and it's something that someone sent into from from it's from an entertainment blind site, which I think I don't think it's blinds on your window. It's people mm. that submit things anonymously right. about gossip and stuff, and it says such and such have been working on an undercover. Uh, expose a documentary that's going to get an obscene amount of high-profile comedians cancelled, like beloved comedians from late 80s, 90s, noughties, including some have already already been cancelled. So some are going to get re-cancelled. You can't get double-cancelled, can cancelled you? Cancelled harder. Mm. I don't know. We'll what find you do, out. You cancel them, then you invite them back, and then you cancel them again. Yeah. For, for added you did, humiliation. You cancel them just for a couple of mm. seconds, but then mm. you re-cancel mm. them, but to a stronger degree. I think that's how it works. Uh, footage collection started around 2020, so this has been going on a while. It contains proof of a variety of comedians str- slash comedic actors, both male and female, being racist, sexist, homophobic, using drugs, sleeping with prostitutes, money laundering through movies, and cheating on their spouses. Wow. Sleeping with prostitutes feels a bit n- news of the world 1985. It does a bit. Yeah, know? I mean... Is it? I mean, we'll have to we'll have to sort of obviously hold our opinions back until we've seen all this. But I, um, I agree with you there. Yeah. Well, as you read out that list of things, it feels like it could spill into like a new form of puritanism, right? Yeah, because all of those things. I mean, you know, if there's someone who's been abusive, then they need to be called out on that. But when you talk about people who've done drugs or cheated on their spouse or slept yeah. with prostitutes or any of these things, it's, it's you, you've got a conflict there because we also live in a world that is trying to be more sympathetic to people's exactly. mental exactly. health. And a lot of those things seem like symbols of someone going through some sort of terrible crisis. And perhaps if they're historical, it's like here is a crisis that they went through in their life you know, mm. and we're going to, so I think those sorts of things are like, you've got to tread very carefully. It's, it's different to when, you know, the extreme stories of exploitation and abuse that you might hear about Harvey Weinstein for, mm. to use an extreme example, you know, or like someone like fucking Jimmy Savile, yeah. that's, that's different. But when journalism is plowing a lot of effort into basically almost standing in moral judgment of people, yeah, and you you could say, oh yeah, but some of these things are illegal, right? Well, yeah, they are, but I mean, for fuck's sake, you know, a lot of people have ended themselves up in a, you know, found themselves in a fucking mess, and then maybe they've got out of it, or maybe they're not, and they need help. But it's different between that and abuse, isn't it? If um, you're going to expose so, comedians who've done drugs, then we're going to be here all day. Yeah, I know. And you also, know, the other thing so about what? it is, is that we're li- like. You know, it's like Noel Gallagher said all those years ago, having a pill is like having a cup of tea. It's sort of like he was the first sort of public figure to just fucking say that because before that, pop stars, even like fucking members of the Faces or Led Zeppelin or whoever would give interviews in which they would still feel as if they had to play a game where they had Mm. to hide the fact. They They had to be quite judgmental about drugs or all those gay um all those gay pop stars who had to pretend they weren't gay for years, yeah. right? Yeah. And we live in a world now where no one is surprised and no and no one gives a fuck, right, about most of this stuff. People give yeah. a fuck about someone being abusive and exploitative. That's different. Exactly. So, but I suspect, yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. We'll see. We'll see. But if, what, if it's the sort of say. stuff I've heard, what I've heard over the years, and I don't think it's like a big secret, but... You know, I've had lots of stories that I've seen, you know, a, very, a, a couple in particular of extremely high-profile comics. And, you know, there was 
a number of injunctions and, and NDAs and payoffs um, about things that were, yeah, like sexual abuse, effectively. Mm. Uh, sexual abuse and bullying. Um, sexual bullying? Sexual and, bullying. And, Is that one of the disciplines uh, that the prostitutes do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love. I love. I mean, from a victim's I'll point have, of view, I, I enjoy sexual bullying. I love twenty-five woman. minutes of sexual bullying, please, love. Well, they Just twenty-five. That's Insult all I can me. Laugh at my penis. That's my favourite. <laughs> oh, that's extra, is it? All right. How much? <laughs> I thought that would be standard. Like, once you've seen it, <laughs> most ladies do it for free. To be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll wait and see, but I we'll reckon it's probably the two guys who people have been talking about for years. Yeah, but what I did notice is that um, it, it isn't. It probably isn't going to be George Michael because there's a, a long new George Michael celebratory documentary on Channel Four just before this mm-hmm. dispatches thing Saturday night. So come here, good the tab- few now. Right? The tabloids will be fucking lovely about George Michael now and oh, forget yeah. about the fact they fucking hounded him and made his life a misery yeah. for most of his career for no good reason. Well, yeah. largely because he was gay. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Gay and like smoking weed. I mean, for fuck's sake, that to me sounds like a couple of like smashing um, personality, yeah, like traits that would would advertise someone as a great potential mate to hang out with. And look at us now, both wearing his glasses. Yeah, you know exactly. what an influence. Um, yeah, yeah, so, oh, yeah. So Have we finished that bit now. Uh, I can't remember. There was something else I was going to add. Um, Did about your colleague uh, contact source get back to you with anything? No, yeah, he said he doesn't know. But yeah, that's just one thanks. source. I'll, I'll carry on, honey. Do you know what? I might not. I might just wait for it to be a bit of a lovely yeah, surprise. Like I, I doubt Day. I'll watch it. To be honest, for me personally, we're talking about here, but those kind of things, I don't really seek them out because – there's only two things. One is you either, I either end up feeling, if I feel like it's somebody who falls into the category of, well, that person's struggling with a fucking crisis here. Mm. Like, that's the way I felt about Hugh Edwards, for example. I thought, fucking yeah. hell, Hugh Edwards, what a mess. What a shame that a man has had to hide so much of himself and he's obviously not in a good place. And now he's all this humiliation for his family and kids. I couldn't help but see it that way. And then the other thing, so it's either someone like that, you think, oh, God, there's going to be a pile on someone who's very vulnerable, right, and has just made some human mistakes that might be extreme and different to anything that we can personally relate to, but nevertheless. Or it's someone who absolutely is a fucking stone-cold wrong'un, and then it's just like, oh, I just don't want to fucking hear about it. I'm not interested (laughs) in the details. It's the same reason why I don't listen to true crime fucking podcasts. It's like, I hate hearing about murderers. I hate murder. Mm. It's a horrible thing. I've got no interest in it. Yeah, I'm probably wired slightly differently because I'll be watching. It's got to be better than watching the day, hasn't it? (laughs) Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business. Removing friction and frustration for your employees. Supercharging productivity for your developers. Providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. Jalapeño. Someone said to me the other day, right? They go, my trainer said to me yesterday, oh, do you watch the, the Premier League years or whatever? And I said, I haven't watched that in years. I didn't know it's still mm. going. He goes, oh, the really good thing is, he said at the end of it, like there's one now of last season, right? That's out, the one of last right. season. And I go, isn't the idea is they're nostalgic? He went, Nah, not really. I mean, think about it. There's so much football on telly. You can never keep up. Match of the day is boring. He said, you can almost just not watch football, wait till the end of the year, and then they give you the whole season in one hour with a really yeah. good soundtrack and, along the way, little bits of news about, like, oh, it was this month that <laughs> Boris Johnson resigned from Parliament. And you sit there and you just think, brilliant. This is on air. Because I don't, I don't watch the news, right? And I don't listen to news. I gave it up like a few years ago i hate it i am aware of news stories because you just you know if you're on mm. twitter or whatever you see them uh and i do you know look at the front pages sometimes i've got like a couple of newspaper apps and i'll look at that but i don't you know i'm just i'm switched off from a lot of it right uh but, watching it and having the apps <laughs> no what i mean is i don't <laughs> i don't watch the news i don't watch any tv you news. don't sit I don't, down and watch the, the 10 o'clock news anymore I don't watch that, but I don't read the papers no. and I don't listen to any no. news radio and I don't listen to sport radio like talk sport like I used to because it's just too much shit, right? Yeah. So what I'm saying is I'm aware of the headlines. You, you're aware of the yeah. fact that I don't know. Like I know about global warming. It, it, you I've get enough to be able to pass comment on this podcast and sound oh, yeah, exactly. vaguely authoritative. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. No, the, the bar's very low, thankfully. That's all on we this. need. Like, yeah. No, basically, when I used to have to do work that involved me having to have some sort of like credibility, some vague credibility, then you sort of get locked into it and you feel mm. like I need to stay abreast of it. And when I was younger, I was genuinely interested in that stuff. You know, my degrees in politics, I've written a lot on stuff about current affairs and politics, and I, I was interested. And then a point came where I was just like, this is really bad, and it just does my fucking head in. Yeah. And there's just more bad than good that comes from me staying in the know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But, um, but the Premier League years appeals to me. Guess I'm gives thinking, you all the years you need. Yeah. Don't watch matches. I, I very rarely stay up for matches a day because it's too late for me anyway. And I can't be asked sitting through the long fucking bits of like punditry in between, right? There. Mm. I mean, I've, you know, I like Lineker and Mika Richards, all these people, but I just. Nothing it's impressive, but I just find it quite I just stop, start it later and fast forward through that and just yeah. get into if you the watch, same you watch it on iPlayer people. now, yeah. which they didn't used to have, but now you can watch it, it back on iPlayer. You can, yeah. you While it's on, you can, I think. I don't think so you can, can watch it on catch-up. 
And um, <clears throat> and so, what? Well, yeah, I might just like skip everything and wait till the end of the year and watch the Premier League is, and it's you a know, surprise. You kind of know when that Premier League review is going to be shown on Sky because you'll see hermits. You'll see hermits in the streets coming out of their caves and heading towards some pub that's got Sky Sports on because, you, you yeah. know, they're going there for their annual dose of the Premier League football well, and the last year's news updates. That's, that's what I want. That's what I aspire to be. Hermitry. But actually, I was telling this to Len today. I went, um, yeah, we should just watch this. It's, you know, it's a good way of, mm. like, looking back on the year. And he went, hang on a minute, the Premier League years? I went, yeah. And he went, so they look back on old football, yeah. And then they chuck in a bit of the news, yeah. And some of the pop songs there, some yeah. Of the he pop went, songs. He yeah. went, wasn't that the original idea for Top Flight Time Machine? And I went, <laughs> yeah, it was actually. And he went, so why aren't you suing them? And I said, well, because <laughs> they honest, did it first. In, well, no. And then the eight, remember the rock and roll years in the 80s? Yeah. It was the best show. Yeah. It was the best Brilliant show there show. was. Yeah. And, that, and that's, and, uh, so we can't really lay claim to it. No. Um, I'm going to say something to you now. We're on 20, 26 and a half minutes. I'm going to say something now, which could see this podcast spiraling off towards a 50 minute mark. And it's down to you. Earlier in the week, you sent me a message and said, remind me to talk about the luxury of chaos. Yeah. Well, I, I mentioned Len there and um, it's, I can be quick. At the time, it was just, I was <laughs> laughing so much at something he said. 10 to 15 minutes thought, is fine if it's I good. Thought, I thought, I'll forget this. So sometimes I just text you and think, I'll forget it. But then sometimes you look back and think, oh, it wasn't as far. In the moment, it made me laugh so much because he started secondary school, right? This is the end of his second week. How's and it that, going for him? It's going all right. I'm really happy. Good. Yes, yesterday he couldn't go in because he had a bad, he was a bit ill. But other than that, it's. I've been really, really, I was very nervous. I think we talked about it, right? I was much more nervous than him. I was trying to hide my nerves from him mm. and even a little bit from my missus because she was pretty chill. But I was just, I was just really nervous, man. I couldn't, I couldn't help it, and uh, it, it, and I'm really delighted, generally, with with everything that's been going on. And he, he like loves it, but he comes back from school, and I'm just fucking loving the stories, right? I'm like, I'm fucking straight away. I'm like, this is content, not necessarily yeah. for the pod, content for my mind, content. I call it Andy. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> because obviously, secondary school is really funny. And I want to know loads of shit. And also it amuses me to see him going into that world and wondering how he will respond and react yeah, to other yeah. things, right? So, for instance, like, I don't want to give away too much private stuff about him, but he's quite – he's a little bit of a Puritan, right? He's a little bit of right. a Puritan. So if there's ever something on telly that's a little bit bawdy or risque, right, he'll be like, no – no, um, and not even have a joke about it, right? And his sister said to him, the main thing you've got to know, I said, what's the main thing you've got to tell him before he starts secondary school? She went, the main thing you've got to get your head around, right? The number one thing that you'll notice when you start there and, and is you just have to get used to it really quickly is she went, there are willies and balls drawn on absolutely everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and is that a, that a big no-no for him, is it? Well, even that. She, she didn't know. She was just like, I don't know how you're going to react. She went, yeah. I remember when I started in year seven, I was pretty shocked. She went, because yeah. I'd never, she went, I'd barely seen a drawing of a William Balls before. She went, mm. and suddenly I'd gone from hardly ever 
to 100% of the time. I couldn't look at any surface, right? Any desk, any book, anything without a William Balls on it. Mm. She went, and, you know, you have to get used to that very fast. So I don't know how you're going to react, but just know that's what's going on, right? And uh, and he was, like, just very serious, like, right? Okay. Okay. I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm ready. Noted, right? Yeah. And uh, so that's, like, <laughs> that to me, like, the madness of people's behaviour at – I mean, I remember – I've talked about this on before. I remember I, – I don't remember at primary school there being much mum cussing, right? I remember mm. to the extent that I remember a couple of occasions on which people said something about my mum and it being huge, like nuclear, yeah. like I will fight you, I will kill you. Yeah. Like one of those fights where like I'm prepared to like actually start biting off his fucking nose or something, right? And then what shocked me when I got to secondary school was the sort of casual way in which these things were just flung around almost mm. friendly. All right. All right, your mum's your mum's a fat slack. Your mum's a oh. sexual bully. Yeah, all right. Well, one of the really bad ones that I don't even hear anymore because it's the most witless mum cuss, but was almost the most popular when I was at secondary school was this one. Your mum's dead. Right? Oh, but it was just really like casual. Yeah, like someone had come up and do something like say like you're eating. They come up and some kid older than you just runs up and nicks a chip when you're in the canteen. Mm. Nick, and you go, oi, and they just go, like, your mum's dead, and eat the chip and walk off. Right, and I'm like, well, and I'm like this. <laughs> no, she's not. Who told you? No, she's not. She turned her back. <laughs> they're, long, they're long gone laughing, eating their chip. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we I've got right we, inside his nut, yeah. fucking rent free. We the main thing about mums and parents was that we'd all go around calling each other by their par- their parents' names. Oh, I think so you'd go, you'd go, all really right, Barry. <laughs> yeah. That's really uh, funny. How are you doing, Glenda? That's my, <laughs> see, that is, that's the North is wittier because that's got a lot more wit and charm to it. Yeah. It's not like very subtle fucking dig in a way that you can't quite put your finger on. Yeah. Whereas that, like, in London, it was just like, your mum's dead. Like, I'd be told my mum's dead four or five times a day. And I'd be like, leave it out. And in the end, you just had to start, well, it's like beat, you can't beat them, join them. And suddenly your mum your mum cussing left, right and centre. Or anyway, oh, oh, it would be enhanced if, for example, there was some kind of trait about one of them. So someone would say, fuck off, fat Margaret. You know what I mean? <laughs> if Margaret, his mum was fat, you get that. That's really well, that was as much as we Honestly, I'd never heard that. You have told me that before, and I'd never heard that before. <laughs> and there is something a little bit more high class about it. Like, <laughs> there's an intelligence. Oh yeah, to it was it, a classy school. What I'm saying, yeah. what I'm saying is, is an in, there's an intelligence to the to the insults. But anyway, this has got nothing to do with the uh, the luxury of chaos. This is just chaos. the sort of context of like me being amused by Len going into this new environment mm. and coming back and me trying to get him to tell me things weird shit. And uh, uh, he did say a kid on the first day or second day, so this is annoying kid. I've got to sit next to him in a couple of classes. Um, we had, you know, look, we'd had a, a little bit of a disagreement on the first day. I go, what? He goes, well, we were in PE and I'm, <laughs> and, I'm going, and I'm getting dressed after PE. I'm getting back into my uniform at, one of my socks is missing. I can't. I look at it. I can't see it anyway. I think it's dropped down between the benches, 
And right. this lad, the one who sits next to me, and I don't know whatever. So is this a, a kid who's new to him? Who yeah, yeah, yeah. All? Right, all new right. kids. It's all new yeah. kids. I mean, Ooh. he's got a couple of mates there, but most of them are new. And he's gone. Uh, excuse me. I, th- I think you might have accidentally picked up my socks. And the kid's gone. What? <laughs> he's gone. I think you might have picked up my socks and actually put them on. And the kid's gone like this to him. I didn't nick your socks. And he's gone. <laughs> No, I'm not saying you nicked him. <laughs> I'm not saying you nicked him. I'm just saying whoa, my whoa, socks whoa, are new. It's the first day. Yeah, let's yeah. escalate this. Um, uh, look, all I'm saying is my socks were rare. Now mm. they're not. He's like, sorry, why would I nick someone's socks? It's the first day. Why would I nick someone's socks? There's no reason you would nick someone's socks. Yeah, so what, what are you saying then? I'm saying my socks might have fallen down to this. Look. We've all got black socks here. We've all got new black socks. Half of them are probably from Asda. Let's be honest. All our mums have shopped at the same places, right? Perfectly normal you'd have picked up my socks. All I'm saying is check for your own socks in your bag. Then you might realise if they're there, you've accidentally picked my socks up. Because I'm looking at a situation where I have to spend the rest of the day with my shoes and no socks, right? And the guy's gone, I'm not checking my bag. I didn't knit your socks. And to be honest... I'm a bit, you know, he's sort of gone, I'm a bit fucked off that you've accused me of this publicly. <laughs> the reason I know this story is on the first day he comes home and I'm nervous. Like, oh, what's going to happen if you come home with bruises? All right? Comes, he's got the bus home, comes in the door. Go, all right, mate? All right. How's your day? Yeah, really good, actually. Really? Oh, I'm so pleased. Nothing to report? No drama? No. And he goes, I'm just going to get changed. And, I, and he, he takes his shoes off. He's got bare feet underneath. What the fuck's this? <laughs> hey, what, you think you're in Duran Duran? <laughs> no socks? Oh, yeah, there, there, was a, there, was a, there was a situation in PE, and uh, I ended up having to walk around most of the day with no socks on, but it's fine. I don't think anyone noticed. So, and, But anyway, that kid as well, I go, oh, God, is that kid a bit of a nightmare? And he goes, yeah, the bad thing is I have to sit next to him a couple of lessons. I go, what's his name? He goes, well, he told me his name. I'm not going to say it now, but let's say his name's John. Yeah. He goes... My name's John, but most people call me Brainiac, right? And he wasn't joking. He was serious. Fucking hell. It's Leon Denner's nickname on he, day one. He, he's our, he wants them to call him yeah. Brainiac. Yeah. Right? So uh, we'll keep an eye What's on this, this kid. Face? Yeah, yeah. Like your chaos was Leonard Art the other day, and you know the way it is in school, especially when you're in year seven, right? They, they haven't got enough teachers. So I go, what was art like? He goes, it was all right. But to be honest, uh, they didn't have an art teacher. Apparently, they're looking, but they haven't managed to hire one yet. <laughs> looking. So, yeah, yeah it's, it is like that. It's really bad for schools because, you know, teachers just drop out really early because it's so hard. And, you know, it's just a tough yeah. fucking job. They'll be, sc- they'll be scouring the closed branches of Wilco's. Yeah. And they go, he goes, so I said, so we told you then. They go, oh, they drafted in a maths teacher. I'm like, oh, yeah. fucking hell. Art used to be my favourite lesson because the teacher would always be a bit cool. And instead, you got the least cool sort of teacher, a massive well, mass teacher. In it, you know, and he's got, my and name's Mr. Drawings. Such and Such. Well, he goes, my name's Mr. Such and Such. I'm actually a maths teacher, but I will be teaching you art today. Uh, and they're like, oh, a bit weird. And he's really confident. like He's acting like, because obviously art's easy to teach. So mm. he goes, okay, children, what I want you to do is draw a picture which begins with a simple thing, a line. 
and then he just sits back and reads his fucking paper, right? <laughs> and I thought, fucking cut. I said, is that all he said? He goes, yeah, start a picture. And I said, all pictures start with a line. All pictures start with a Do you say a straight line or what type? No, no, a line. So every, everything's a fucking line. All yeah, pictures are, are a collection of fucking lines. And he, but I bet he thought he was well clever. And he said, yeah, he sort of said it as if he'd been like, this art stuff's fucking easy. I'm yeah. going to fucking come up with something that's better than an actual art. I'm going to get him thinking with this one. Yeah, I'm going to get him thinking. So I go, so what do you do? And he goes, I'll show you what I did. And he gets the picture out. <laughs> and it's basically a fucking, like, mad, insane, like, thunderstorm. But like a tsunami. There were trucks flying in the air. Wow. Animals everywhere. There are humans that have like almost their limbs have been torn off by the force of the storm, right? There's lightning, there's rain. It's chaos, right? There's buildings and cars smashed up. Ah, loads of lines everywhere. But right in the center of the picture, there's a small circle. And within it, you can just see in the window of a tall building, right? And it's a penthouse apartment, right? And there's a man inside it just relaxing with a drink and watching TV. And it's a luxury <laughs> apartment, right? And it's like, apparently, that building is so luxury that it's impervious to all storms or any kind of natural element, right? And so through this storm, you just see one guy. Mm. And I go, that's good. What do you call that then? And it was just the way he went, the luxury of chaos. (laughs) (laughs) And I was Um, like, no. (laughs) I've said it before. I'm seeing it again now. Len, it's going to go very, very far. <laughs> I was like, but it's the way he like, says it as if like, well, what do you think I fucking called it, you dope? Yeah. Right? Obviously, Obviously. I like in chaos. And he goes, and the teacher goes, I said, what's the maths teacher? He says, he's come round. Let's over my shoulder. He said, interesting. And that started with a line, did it? And I think Len sort of looked at him <laughs> yeah. and went, oh, yeah. Like, look, look it, there's loads of fucking lines there, isn't there? How many well, lines? That was the first think? one. Yeah. And he went, what do you call it? And he goes, I just told him the luxury of chaos. I said, what do you say? He said, he just looked back at the picture, looked at me and then just walked off. <laughs> like, he looked a bit grumpy. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, so that's luxury of chaos. And it would have been a strong contender for the title of this podcast, but I think it is trumped just by Squirrel Disco. No, I'm changing Disco. it. I'm changing it to luxury of chaos. Oh, you can put Squirrel Disco in the disc- in the description no, underneath. I do what I want. I haven't finished recording yeah, it that's, yet. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, we'll do some predictions before we go. Mm. Very quickly. Um, Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace. Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace. So I'm going first. Yeah. Interesting match-up. This. I'm going to say 1-0. One 1-0. All. One all. Aston Villa, Crystal Palace. I think that will be 1-0 oh, uh, Villa. Spurs versus Sheffield United. Uh, 2-1 Spurs. Uh, oh, I'm going to have to say 2-0 Spurs, yeah. Can I change mine? Can I go 3-1 Spurs? Yeah. West Ham versus Manchester City. 1-0 West Ham. <laughs> I've got, I got to say it. From the top probably of the won't league. Happen. No, it probably well, I, I, th- I think this is um, all I'm saying is is that if we win this game tomorrow, mm. then the title's in our own hands, isn't it? 
Yeah, I would say if you not win it, then you're probably going to avoid relegation. But you know, small. If, steps. if we win the game, all we have to do is go about our business and the yeah. title house. So okay, just keep winning each game. QPR yeah. Castellani's QPR given their full title <laughs> versus Sunderland. I'm going to go for one-one. Uh, oh man, I wish you were coming for that. That would have been brilliant because that's yeah, like ah uh, next time. <laughs> Next time, if you don't get promoted, I mean, fucking QPR definitely aren't getting promoted, so there's no danger yeah. of that. QPR, Sunderland, actually, QPR have had a couple of all right results recently, mm. uh, so I might say 2 1 QPR. Okay. And Newcastle United versus Brentford, which is, of course, results bots team. Newcastle. Mm. Saudi. Evil. Death cult. I think that it's going to be. I think it'll be 2-1 to Newcastle. I'm going to say 1-0 Brentford. I think Newcastle are in some kind of shit. Yeah, I think Eddie Howe might be... Um, mm. Eddie, Howe, Eddie Howe's going to be the next England manager, right? <laughs> Hook it I on. know. And so yeah. he's like, you know, he'll, he'll probably get sacked and then Southgate will leave and he'll just take that job. And mm. so the, the endless tedium, tedious merry-go-round will continue. Will 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 the entire nation not be enthralled to Ange Postacoglu by the end of the season? Because he seems to be everyone's favourite. I think he's brilliant, by the way. I'm not having a go at him at all. I think he's great. Everyone he's loves him because he says, fresh air. he says, mate. Yeah, People mate. like him. He says, yeah. mate, what are you talking about, mate? Yeah. yeah. So how, how, are you, how are you lining up the team for, for Saturday? What's your, what's your plan? I'll tell him to go out there and have a go. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure whether this will last. I don't think it'll last, though. No. Spurs no. fans seem to be clinging to it like it's fucking yeah. the second coming. But you know, nah, Spurs have had some quite easy games, and I saw them in a couple, and they don't recall that. And at the don't moment, at the, the moment, at the moment, it's easy for them to like him, seeming like kind of mm. like really relaxed and lackadaisical because they breeze through some fairly easy fixtures at the start yeah. of the season. But once things go bad, which they will, they'll all get fucking fuming about the fact. They're fucking Australian. What we got fucking Australian for? It feels a bit like Ozzy Ardiles' 1992 team. We have five strikers in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Anyway, fucking hell, nearly 45 minutes of this nonsense. Um, yeah, we'll be back on Monday or we'll probably debrief about the Dispatches documentary and say, we told you so. I knew. I'd known for years. <laughs> I just wasn't allowed to say anything. Uh, yeah, so thanks for listening and watching if you've been watching on YouTube. And goodbye. Goodbye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. 
Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 